Hello everyone, we're the Battle family, Andy, Lexi, Jacob and Ruben, and it's a real privilege to be able to share some thoughts with you today on our third Lent podcast in the, uh, in the run-up to Easter. This morning we're looking at a, another well-known passage, uh, this time it's part of Jesus' teaching during the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and Jacob's now just going to read that passage for us. Matthew chapter 7 verses 7 to 14. Ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Everyone who asks will receive. The one who searches will find. The door will be opened to the one who knocks. Suppose your son asks for bread. Which of you will give him a stone? Or suppose he asks for a fish. Which of you will give him a snake? Even though you are evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? In everything, do to others what you would want them to do to you. This is what is written in the law and in the prophets. Enter God's kingdom through the narrow gate. Gate is large and the road is wide that leads to ruin. Many people go that way. But the gate is small and the road is narrow that leads to life. Only a few people find it. These words are probably very familiar to us and it's unlikely that I'm going to say anything new today. But I hope that these thoughts will help us to recognise both God's goodness to us and our need to depend solely on him. Jesus has been teaching his disciples, though within earshot of a wider crowd, as, as part of the Sermon on the Mount, and he's covered much of what the Old Testament law teaches and has brought some really radical application to his disciples' ears. Here we've picked up the sermon towards the very end as Jesus brings things to a head. In verses 7 and 8, Jesus reminds us, and he reminds his disciples, that they can come to God in prayer. Indeed, they must continually come to God in prayer. Jesus famously tells them to ask, to seek, to knock, highlighting the need to depend on God, to pursue God and to persevere with God in, in prayer. And Jesus reminds us that in doing so, they or, or we are coming to an awesomely, awesomely good God who will always, always answer. Note that repetition of he will Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. And in that repetition, what we see is that God's not inactive. He's not ambivalent. He will give. He will be found. He will open the way. In verses 9 to 11, Jesus, in speaking to his disciples, uses the example of an earthly father, an earthly parent, uh, and his earthly son to make his point about God's goodness. And our boys are here with us now. So... In that bit of the Bible, Jesus used an example of a dad. Now, if imagine we like we like bread, don't we? Do we like bread? What's your favourite bread, Rick? Garlic bread. Garlic bread. All right. So imagine you said to me, um, "Daddy, please, can we have some garlic bread?" And I said, "Sure, no problem." And what did I bring out the oven? I brought out a stone. Would that be good? No. No. Certainly Gar- not. Garlic stone? Do you like no. Garlic? No. Yeah. Okay. Stones aren't good for us. No, they're not. That's right. Okay. And what about if you said to me, oh, we fancy some fish fingers. You like fish fingers, don't you? Yeah? Yeah. You like fish fingers. Okay. But what if at what I brought out the oven was, in fact, snake? Snake fingers. 
Snake fingers for tea. Would that be good? No. And they're good for eating? No. Disgusting. No. Snakes aren't good for us. No, they're not good for us, are they? Do you think I should know better? Yeah. Yeah? Do you think we try and give you good things yeah. instead? Yeah. Great. So, Jesus tells his disciples that even if people like me who are broken, sinful and woefully imperfect can give good gifts to our children, not give them garlic stone or snake fingers, um, how much more can we expect and indeed does God delight in giving us good gifts? God gives us what he knows we need for our good, what's best for us. If we're in communion with God, we're aligning our will with his, we will be asking and seeking and knocking after these good gifts. One of the songs that we, it's a great song, but one of the songs that we, that we sing has these words in it. Your grace, a well too deep to fathom. Your love exceeds the heaven's reach. Your truth, a fount of perfect wisdom, my highest good and my unending need. God is both, is both our highest good and our unending need. Um, sometimes we just need to let that sink in. There is nothing better and there is nothing that we need more. Despite what the world may tell us, the broad road doesn't lead to our good or meet our need. God delights to give us his gifts, the fruit of the Spirit that we know from Galatians 5 and verse 22, through the sanctifying power of the Spirit, but he also delights to give us things we physically need. God is a good God and he delights to bless us. If we are trusting and depending wholly on God, receiving his goodness, this will also manifest itself in other ways, not just in our adoration and gratitude towards him, but also in our relationship with others. The reality of our vertical relationship and the blessing we receive will be evident in how we respond to those around us, and that's both within and, and outside the church. And this is what Jesus commands in verse 12, where really he's bringing the entirety of this sort of very practical teaching on the Sermon on Mount to a, to a close, to a head. And it's a much misunderstood phrase, and it's act, in fact often set in the negative. You know, don't do to others what you wouldn't wish to have done to yourself, instead of being a positive sense of giving and being the initiator and being different. It's not about protecting ourselves, it's about reaching out and giving to others. And the statement reminds us that we are servants in that way. And to do this is countercultural. It's just different. We put the good of others first. This is the law and the prophets, Jesus says, and he is pointing us ultimately to himself. In a COVID world where we are all worn down, stretched and frustrated, this can be hard. It can be difficult to live this way. And we need to come to God, seeking that grace, that love, that truth, those good gifts. We need to ask, seek and knock. Remember, those commands are to believers so that we bring those good gifts to bear in the lives of others, glorifying God. And let's remember that, that verses 7 and 8 reiterate the fact that God will give good gifts. He will sustain and enable by his grace. But it's not easy. And, and living this way is difficult. And Jesus makes no apology for that. But, but he knows better than us what it is to walk the difficult road. And in verses 13 and 14, Jesus famously reminds us of the choice that we need to make and continue to make day by day. Verse 13 says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. 
Choosing to follow God means walking the hard road. It means being countercultural. It is a road of sacrifice and a road of selflessness. But we, we do so following the one who not only understands, but critically the one who forged that path, who walked the road perfectly to the cross so that the narrow gate and that road could exist at all. Because without Jesus, there's only one way. There is only a Broadway. And that Broadway still exists, and we know it does, and it's bright lights of self-promotion or material fulfilment or social standing, whatever they are, they will attract many. It will attract the masses, but only to a ruinous end. However, because of the cross, because of the resurrection, there is another way, the narrow gate. The way that says no to me culture and yes to God culture, to God-centred security and hope. The boys um, love, well, to be honest, so do we, um, awesome cutlery, who are two guys uh, from the UK who've written some absolutely brilliant uh, kids' songs. And they have one based on this passage, primarily based on uh, verses 13 and 14. And some of the words say this, Jesus tells it very plain so that we hear, walk the narrow way that he made clear to enter, keep following Christ. Jesus tells us how to walk the path that leads to life. Lovingly, he warns us and says, it is hard to find. Father, will you help us keep us on that narrow way? Please help us to listen to what Jesus had to say. Let us follow Jesus in all things, not in just some areas of our life, because we can't walk that path alone. We need to be wholly and fully walking and following Jesus, uh, walking with and following Jesus. Uh, And we need God to keep us on that way and thankfully God delights to give us good gifts to those who follow him that's what he delights to do he grants us his holy spirit to sustain us on that path ask and it will be given seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened and finally we can have the sure and certain hope that this path leads to the highest good in the ultimate reality of heaven and the end of our unending need in eternal perfect relationship with God our loving father through the blood of Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are our good God who loves us, listens to us, cares for us and provides for us. Father, help us to uh, grow in depending on you and talking to you and walking with you. Um, And please will you help us in your strength to show your love to other people. Lord, help us to Remain in Christ in the narrow way, um, walking with him each day and delighting in him. Amen. Amen.